everyone ready? Because it's time for high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online, online. at WBVI.com. Online now. High school football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Big B Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online. Let's do it. At WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Arlington High School. Your site for four of high school football. The opener and actually continue conference play here in the Blanchard Valley Conference. Arlington taking on Elmwood. Both teams enter into one and two on the year. Arlington. Tough loss last Friday against the Liberty Benton by a score of 34-30. Elmwood able to get their first win of the season. They knock off Riverdale 46-32. This is BBC Football and Classic. It's 96-7 WBBI online. WBBI.com. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson for today's matchup between Elmwood and Arlington. And I was going to talk, Jimmy, about, you know, the game. We'll get to the game. But you had an experience last night. You had <laughs> a, an, an incident. I didn't, war- I didn't warn you. That's on me. But you had an incident where you were coming back. You're, you're the junior high coach at, here at Arlington. We can we can say here at Arlington in this instance. Okay. But you were on the bus that was hit by a drunk driver last night and are still dealing with the repercussions. So as much as you, you don't have to go into all the details, but just what was that like and kind of what is kind of going on so today? It was not an experience I would recommend for any coach at any level, honestly. Like, that's the thing I, I've talked about before. With junior high level, you know, you uh, you have a little bit less responsibilities, less day-to-day, but you're still responsible for 20-some junior high kids. But really, I mean, I, I read the Courier today. I don't know if you guys had I mean, they've told you everything. You've seen the articles out there. But, I mean, really thankful that, I mean, it could have been so much worse. I was sitting in front of that bus, and the bus driver, uh, Miles, did a great job just keep control of that thing. I mean, that I bet the truck had to be going, I mean, close to 100 miles an hour because we were going close to 65, 66, whatever he was going. So it was crazy. No one saw it coming, and thankful just come out with some bumps and bruises, some whiplash, and some so a lot of headaches, um, maybe some concussions. That's So, I mean, really, I think all in all, it was really a blessing the way we came out of it. I'm not a blessing to get hit by a truck, obviously, but uh, – Really, all in all, I mean, the parents did a great job of keeping their composure. I tried to do the best I could to communicate with them because it's a scary thing, you know, when you have a kid and something like that happens. I tried to stay as even keel as I could, and the EMS was there right away. The administration of Arlington got another bus there, and they did a great job of supporting us in the situation that we were in. And my assistant coach, like, traveled to the to the hospital with the player. So everyone was a little shook up, but we survived and we moved on. Hopefully it'll be bring us closer as a team. and something that'll bring us together here for the rest of the season. We now have the Harold Florian if you don't kick returnable for Arlington at about the 15 for Aiden Cavani as he'll cut it back upfield. He'll get briefly into the open field before he'll be brought down just getting past to the 40-yard line out to about the 42 to get things started. Arlington will start with the ball as Elmwood will defer and they will start with the ball in the second half. But getting to the actual game, kind of the opposite for last week because last week you had LB Arlington. Very familiar with each other. This time, you have Elmwood, Arlington. Not very familiar with each other. Elmwood's just second game here in a league matchup in the BBC. And different styles as well between 
We saw a couple weeks ago Elmwood go 4-5 wide, whereas Arlington, under center, we're going to ground and pound. Yeah, that's what I was going to – I was really thinking about what we were going to talk about in the matchup of this game. But um, really just welcome Elmwood to a, a running style offense from Arlington for a, over 100 years, really just coming straight at you for the majority of those years and looking for them to establish themselves at the line of scrimmage. Bounce back. I was hoping to see Aiden Cavani here on offense since we missed Arlington missed him a little bit in the second half last last week, but he did return that kickoff nicely. I and mean, maybe they'll sprinkle him in a little bit here on offense and see if they can get something going. It's a two-yard keeper by Cade Regal, who has shifted from being a receiver over to a halfback, at least for tonight's matchup is concerned. It'll be second down and eight for Arlington as it'll end up being a handoff and upfield and out to the races is Regal. He'll get caught from behind right around the 10-yard line, but that is quite the read that time from Trenton Haycock. That'll be a big Arlington first down. Yeah, it looks like no matter who's in there for Arlington, they're running the dive option. They're, they're picking the gap. And they're running hard. Those running backs just run right downhill. And I think Cade Regal's got a little more speed than Drew Mexker at that halfback spot. I think that was one of the reasons for the switch. And um, looks like it's paying dividends early for the Red Devils. Be first and goal from the eight now for Arlington. Just under, just over a minute. There's under a minute left that has been taken off the clock as I completely stumble over all of my words. As it'll be first and goal for Arlington from the ten. Haycock goes under center. End up giving it off, but not much doing that time on the handoff to Regal as he'll get stood up almost immediately, end up losing about a half yard or so. Yeah, that, that looks like the veer option. It's a little bit wider. I, I got a little intel, Lance. You know, I do my homework in the off, uh, in the off time, too, and, and the wider one that looks delayed is more of a veer, more off tackle, a little wider, if you know, B or C gap, if you're familiar with the gaps of the football, but really just a wider dive option, and they, they, Elmwood did a nice job covering it up this time. Second and goal now from the 10 again for Arlington. 10.35 left to go. Scoreless here at Arlington. Arlington looking to get their first points on the board. Haycock, keeper on the option, cutting it back inside. He'll gain some positive yards as he gets out to, looks like, about the four. That'll be a solid game, but it'll still bring up a third and goal now for Arlington. Yeah, Trenton did a good job. He, a nice read, didn't he kept it. I thought he had a chance to pitch that one. Maybe could have ended up with six, but he did a good job of getting north and south and getting a few yards to get him a little bit closer to the end zone. Where do you say they're at, Lance? It's third and goal coming up from the four. Ten minutes remaining here. First quarter between Arlington and Elmwood. BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online. WBVI.com. We'll see a couple tight ends out there with now three backs behind Haycock. He goes under center again. He'll roll to his right hand. He is going to be smacked down as he is going to be tackled by Lucas Berenger as he is going to make it now a fourth and long See what Arlington elects to do is it's fourth and goal now from about the 11. Yeah, we're expecting to bring on Wesley Hartman here for a field goal. Just get, just get the points, keep the keep the vibe going in the right direction. But they went they went they went T formation there, spent all the backs to the right. Um, no one blocked the left side end, and Haycock got hit from behind. Luckily to hang on to the ball there, just couldn't get rid of it in time. Will in fact have Hartman come out for a field goal try, but we'll have a. Flag come out of the far sides. It will be off sides against Elmwood. So that'll make it a little more manageable here for Arlington if they wanted to try something besides kicking a field goal. I think they're just trying to get a little bit closer. It's a classic Arlington. When they go for an extra point, it usually leads to a two-point conversion. But I think just moving it up to the five-yard line, they're still going to kick a field goal. See if Elmwood's disciplined enough not to jump again. On set, they put their hands down. Fourth and goal from the five, as we'll see... Arlington set for the field goal try. Kick is up, 
And it is good. Arlington will strike first with a field goal. They lead three to nothing here with nine ten. Left to go here, first quarter of action. Lance Morris here alongside Jimmy Nicholson and here for week four already of high school football here in this uh, Northwest Ohio area. Take a look at some games going on. Obviously, probably aren't gonna have too many updates already as far as scores. Other BBC games, you have Pandora Gaboa taking on Arlington. Liberty Benton on the road there at Port Clinton. You have Macomb taking on Van Buren. You also have Riverdale, they are at Van Loo tonight. In the NBC, Faustoria hits the road, they take on Genoa. Otsego playing host to Rossford. Eastwood will host Lake. Maumee taking on Oak Harbor and a pair of new uh, NBC opponents here today. In the Northern 10, Carey taking on Winford. Seneca East against Upper Sandusky. Mohawk playing host to Buckeye Central. In the SBC, you have Lakota taking on Calvert. That game can be heard over on our sister station, WFOB. You also have Columbian on the road at Bishop Watterson over in Columbus. And, of course, you have the Finley Trojans as they are back at Donnell Stadium playing host to Clay. So we are just about ready for our another Harold Florian Funeral Home Kick. Faustoria's oldest established funeral home serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Tiffin Street in Faustoria. Hartman will kick that away and end up uh, bouncing into the end zone for the touchback. So not often, it might not have been on the fly, but not often you have an Arlington kicker that can get it into the end zone. Wish we would have got that kick in the end zone last week. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I mean, that was something I was thinking about before. Is like we, Arlington's got to really win on all three phases. I think that special team's been a big, a big thing. Even when we saw Elmwood earlier in the year, they blocked that punt. Really got to make sure... Both teams are solid in the in the punt and the kickoff game because it's really been a big factor in, in every game that we've done together for, so far this year, Lance. So it looks like Micah Oliver going to be the quarterback to start things off here for Elmwood, and looks like they're going to get movement. We'll see if it's a false start or uh, offsides. Interesting, Aiden Cavani's not in on defense either. Did return the opening kickoff for Arlington. One of their best playmakers. Uh, interesting strategy. I'm not quite sure what what is really going on there. It's just he returned the kickoff and didn't play offense, and now he's not playing defense. So a little bit of a loss. I was hoping Arlington was going to get a little bit healthier this week, but doesn't seem to be the case. So Oliver again will be in at quarterback to start this one off. He'll hand it off to the right side for Heiser. Heiser had a big game last weekend as he's going to end up getting most of those yards. Actually gets all the penalty yards back and then some as he's going to get stopped at the 25. And, you know, we saw a little bit of Heiser as the primary ball carrier in that week two game against Eastwood. But last week against Riverdale, 37 carries, almost 250 yards. That's amazing. That's a, that's a bell cow there. Um, that's impressive for a kid to just keep wanting the ball too as well. It looks like they're... They're in that. They're in that shotgun with the fullback and the and Heiser back behind the quarterback. So they just. It's pretty easy. It's just a lead every time to him. So to be a keeper for Oliver on the far side, he'll get briefly into the open field as he spins away from a defender momentarily before Jolliffe ends up bringing him down. But that will be enough for an Elmwood first down. And you know, again, we of course didn't see a whole lot of Micah Oliver in that game a couple weeks ago as he ended up going down with an injury in the first half but you know he's typically been a receiver and also a defensive back for Elmwood but now at least uh, today so far shifting over to the QB spot 
Yeah, did a nice job of, of faking that. Like I was just saying, they would give it to the halfback every time. Did a good job of faking it and getting outside. That time, though, they hand it off, and Traxler's going to be brought down for a loss. It looks like he'll lose about three. Yeah, Mason Cavani shot right in there, got in the backfield for a loss of a few. Great play up front there by Mason Cavani. 7.50 left to go here. First quarter of action. 3-0 lead for Arlington over Elmwood. Elmwood, though, with the ball, but they're dropped back on a loss on that last play. It'll be second down and 13 from their own 31. Two receivers out to the left, one to the right. Oliver going to roll to his left, looking down the field, looking to throw as he will throw, as that will be incomplete as he was looking for Cade Lentz. I also was not anticipating Mike Oliver being a lefty. Yeah, I don't think we saw him throw a pass. It was usually he was catching it or running it. I was just thinking that they're going to have to try to push the ball down the field on a second and long. Now they're looking at a third and long, so maybe I'd look for him to switch quarterbacks here and try to get it down the field. Um, and that's what they did a few, a few weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago now, Lance? Got to get those weeks down. But it yeah, was. Um, so I, I would look for him to do that. That's exactly what they're doing as well, right? No, Mike is still in there. So it'll be third and 13 now for Elmwood, still on their own 31. Trips to the left side this time. Oliver will go back looking to throw. Has to step up in the pocket. He's going to tuck and run as he tries to juke away from a defender and will, then goes over the top of one and then is brought down. He's going to be short of the first down, but does make it a lot more manageable if they wanted to go for some trickery as it's going to be out looks like just past the 40 yard line so he was able to get about 10 on that scramble yeah mike is wanting to go for it too he made a couple guys miss jumped over and out to defender before being taken down it's a great run he looked down the field and wasn't a quarterback design draw or anything he just didn't see anyone open and took off running an open fielder there's not a whole lot better than him that i've seen this year fourth and three is the elmwood offense will stay on the field as it'll be a fake, and Oliver will keep it, but he's going to be, no, he's actually not going to be brought down as he spins all the way away from Kanan Russell, but then the Arlington defense is able to gobble him up, and they'll end up losing yardage, so the gamble won't pay off that time for Elmwood. Arlington will take over fairly deep in Elmwood territory with 6.42 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, great job by Russell. He shot through there, didn't let him get outside. I mean, both of us thought he was down, and then, Brady Ken caught him from behind, and then just a horde of Red Devils came in to swallow him up. Great field position for Arlington. They, they need to look to try to get six here and not three and settle for three on this possession um, going forward with great field position here. The first and ten for Arlington from the Elmwood 35. Arlington with the 3 nothing lead over Elmwood here on the Ropey Corporation scoreboard, celebrating over 60 years as a lead manufacturer in the commercial flooring industry, as we'll see to a one receiver out to the left and a tight end on each side. Haycock goes under center, two backs behind him. He'll fake it. He'll look to throw as he's looking across the middle as that is intercepted. A one-handed grab that time from Elmwood as Heiser picks that one off and do see a flag right back in the backfield, but that was taken right back on a nice grab that time by Heiser back there. Yeah, look, bomb one hand. Oh, my gosh, what a great catch. He never even brought it to his body. He kept it out the whole time in his right hand. Just an unbelievable interception. One of the best I've seen this year by far. Little Odell Beckhamish um, one-handed. That was an awesome catch. Um, he had him deep. Uh, Haycock had him deep. It looked like two Arlington receivers were really close to each other. Just threw, underthrew him. I was going to say, just underthrew nice, him just a little, just enough. Yeah, yeah, and he made a heck of a play. First and 10 for Elmwood. They'll hand it off to Heiser this time on first and 10 as he'll end up gaining, looks like, about two yards. There was a flag out there. Did, did, what, it was holding against Arlington. Oh, okay. They declined it. Okay. I thought it was back in there. I thought it was roughing the passer or something. I did, didn't see. Okay. Ignore me, everybody. 
Second down and seven coming up for Elmwood as they'll have the ball on their own 27-yard line. Just about six minutes left to go. First quarter, each team's already had the ball a couple different times. So it'll be a handoff left side for Heiser. Have a flag come in right as that play develops in the area of holding. But there was a gain of about two on the play anyhow. Yeah, great job by Caden Russell keeping sealing the edge out here for Arlington and made him cut it back up. Be interesting to see if Arlington takes this or puts it to a third down. So we'll be holding against Elmwood, and they will mark it back, and it'll be second down coming up. Seems like Arlington defense has uh, been on the field here for a while. If they get a stop, you see if just got to keep getting it. Looks like Cavney is out on the field at outside linebacker now, or strong safety for the Red Devils. It'll be second down and 17 following the penalty, and Elmwood will drop back to their own 17-yard line. Still got... Mike Oliver back there at cornerback. He'll have receivers out to each side. Split back look in the gun this time. He'll take it. He'll look to throw as he'll throw far side. It's going to be caught. Not too much doing on the reception. I think they actually still lost a pair of yards as that was outside. I believe that was Heiser on the ground. Yeah, great open field tackle by Caden Russell. Just a little sprint out to the right. Um, good job by Oliver getting hips turned around with a left-handed quarterback, and but nothing working, nothing going for him. See if the Red Devils can get a stop here on third and long. Third and 16 now for Elmwood. Ball on their own 18-yard line. With 5-10 left to go here first quarter. Arlington 3-0 lead. Oliver dropping back. He's looking to throw as that one comes up short. And that's going to be intercepted. Going the other way after the pick. Justin Roush for his second pick on the air. Yeah, great read. Way to find the ball from the corner. A lot of times when you get, when you got to you turn your hips and run on a, on a go route, you don't see the ball, but he saw it. Great, great pressure up front. I didn't see what Red Devil got their hand right on Micah's arm when he was throwing, but Oliver got hit. That made the ball pop up in the air, and Roush did a great job of coming down with it. So we're just over five minutes left to go here first quarter. Each team's already thrown a pick. <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty exciting for a 3 nothing game. I will attest to that. So we do have the refs coming over to talk with Coach McGrain on the Arlington side. Look, I, I looked at Arlington look, to get back to just running the ball here. Uh, they're trying to throw the ball. I mean, I, I do like Arlington trying to throw it on, on first and second down because everyone has to commit so much to that dive option to stop them from getting three or four yards every time. I do like the idea of that, but it seemed like they had something good going that first drive. See if the Red Devils can keep it on the ground here and uh, try to get some points on the board again. As you're telling him to shut the play clock off, guess they must not be managing it properly otherwise I had not why, paid why attention would you tell to them Lance? to turn I, it off I, I have not looked at the play clock okay. until just now I mean I have a great view here for the audience they want to know just to see half the field here so <laughs> you know exactly who to do, uh, who to talk to about it <laughs> oh I'm employed by Arlington this is a great press box I love it don't have, you don't have to always tell the truth to the letter you also don't have to lie <laughs> so it'll be first and ten now coming up for Arlington is again this time taking over in Elmwood territory at the 37 we'll see one receiver out to the far side two backs behind Haycock he'll go under center moving up front Elmwood able to keep themselves from going off sides Haycock now will take it he'll end up giving it on the dive option to Caden Russell he'll plow forward and get stopped right before the 30 yard line out to the 31 for a gain of six a great run by Caden Russell. He was, he had an Elmwood 
defensive lineman wrapped all around him at the, right at the line of scrimmage. He, he carried him for at least six yards. Great first down play for the Red Devils. How about the time it took for Haycock to really commit to the give? He waited until the very last moment. Yeah, it's very impressive how Arlington pulls that off, honestly. Haycock will hand it off once again to Russell. This time not as fruitful of a dive, but still going to be some positive yardage. So right around the first down marker, they'll make it third and one coming up. Yeah, the whole playbook's open here on third and one. This is this opportunity maybe Arlington try to go down the field as well, or they can just look to try to move the chains here and get a yard, but I won't be shocked if they try a play action here. Third and one for Arlington from the Elmwood 28. They lead 3 nothing. 4.05 to go in the first quarter. They again run the option dive. It'll again go to Caden Russell. This time will be enough for an Arlington first down as they'll get out to looks like about the 24. Yeah, with Aiden Cavani out, and, and there's no doubt about it that Caden Russell is the main running back for the Red Devils. Some of the Elmwood defense needs to key in on for sure because he's their playmaker, their best offensive playmaker by far in the backfield. But even though Rico did have a nice run earlier, I'm looking for him to get the ball again. First and 10 for Arlington as it'll be another option give on the dive. This time as they'll get out, so it looks like a gain of two. Great job up front from the Elmwood defense. Nothing going there that time. Rico could not carry guys that time. Under three and a half minutes left to go here. First quarter of action. Arlington, the three nothing lead on Elmwood. Deep in Elmwood territory after a couple of different turnovers as each team has already thrown an interception so far in this one. This kind of feels like a soccer soccer game where the ball is always on the Red Devil side. Like Elmwood hasn't got the ball past midfield. Arlington's really kept it in the, in the pressure on the whole game. Take it out and nine option play again. Haycock will take it back upfield as he'll get dragged down as it looks like he gets to just shy of the 10 yard line as should be enough for an Arlington first down and yes it in fact will be as we get under three minutes left to go here in the first quarter of action as it'll be first and 10 coming up as looks like there'll be a little outside of the 10 out to about the 11 so still a little bit of room to work with yeah great read by Trent Haycock they've been given 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 on that dive and he pulled it out and kept it made a couple guys miss great run First and 10 for Arlington from the Elmwood 11. Haycock, another option play, hands it off this time. Right side run for Regal. He's able to get some positive yardage. Looks like he'll get out to about the seven yard line. He has a gain of seven. Nice dive option to the short side of the field. I mean, if you, I don't think I need to tell you what play Arlington's running because they pretty much run dive option almost every single play. It's just a matter of whether Trent Haycock gives it or keeps it. Second down and five coming up for Elmwood. 2.06 left to go, first quarter. Arlington looking to add on to their score in Elmwood territory. Two backs behind Haycock, he'll go under center. Be another option dive play, he'll end up handing it off to Regal, but not much doing that time as Ford Progress will, I think, keep it to a no gain. Yeah, it looks like they moved just a yard if they got a yard. That's a generous, but third and short here for the Red Devils. But this is the, this is the tough, this is where the field shrinks down and you gotta, you gotta get the ball outside or pick the right hole here for the Red Devils to get in here. Third and goal here coming up. It's like third and goal, third, third, third and two from about the four. Acock under center, he'll hand it off to Russell. Russell plowing forward and he is in for the Arlington touchdown with 116 left to go here in the first quarter. 
Nice uh, little iso to the right off tackle. It's the first time the Red Devils just turned around and handed it to a back with a lead blocker, and it paid off down, in, down inside the five-yard line. As someone who has been with the Arlington School District in some capacity for another, which of the fight songs sounds more like Ohio State's? Arlington's or Liberty Benton's? They're both very close. I, I think they're all the same song, aren't they? I felt like they were. <laughs> the band comes up and down the halls at 2.50 on Fridays, too, and playing that song. So it's, it's always bouncing in my head all the time. That one does sound very similar to the Buckeyes. I'm, I, of course I'm going to go with Arlington's band. Sounds more like it. Doesn't necessarily have to be the case. <laughs> well, great start for the Red Devils. Looks like kind of a... All the momentum's on the Red Devil side here. Elmwood looks a little bit shell-shocked. There's no intensity on their sidelines. Um, they really need to bounce back here, this possession, and try to get some points, try to get some first downs. Really, like I said, they haven't had the ball much, and um, you know, they they really need to get something going to, to stay in this game. It feels like maybe Red Devils are just have their number so far. I'm going to say we've seen Elmwood have the ball. You know, they've had it a couple times, but... Aside from the one Heiser run and the scramble from Oliver, they haven't gotten much going on offense. I mean, I, Heiser runs the ball well. They haven't really given it to him. It's been the Oliver show, you know, in the shotgun. So I would look for him to come back to Heiser here. This, this possession, at least give it to him once or twice. He's proven he can carry the ball almost 40 times. So <clears throat> I think he can handle it a couple more on this next possession. Maybe get something going. Get the clock moving. Keep the defense off the field for a little bit. That's, that's what they really need. We were in the middle of a conversation with PAT actually was missed, so it is nine to nothing in favor of Arlington, though, with 116 left to go first quarter. The Harold Florian up in home kick returnable for Oliver as he'll end up handing it off to another player right after he returned it as he does try and lay off a nice little hit as he was trying to provide some protection for the Elmwood player who he handed it over to. He handed it to Riken Ziegler off, and uh, yeah. That number three doesn't look like the other Oliver. Just wearing that number three jersey from when I maybe he is. I think it is. Okay. He might be right. I don't You're know. I, I don't know why he didn't want to return it. Yeah, that's. But <laughs> that's another conversation, yeah. I suppose. Well, you get the ball in your best one of your best players' hands, and you don't hand it to someone else usually. Be first and ten for Elmwood from their own twenty-three yard line, trailing nine to nothing. So I got Mike Oliver in there, quarterback. He'll hand it off this time. It'll be Traxler. He's going to go forward. He'll gain about three on the first and ten handoff. That's exactly what Elmwood needs to do. Just get something going. Great first down play, getting five yards. Um, I know they're a spread team, but it looks like they're, sp they're a spread team that likes to try to run it, especially with without the Olivers out wide to, to make the plays in space. Well, when you take the one Oliver from out wide and put him to the quarterback, it changes the dynamics of the offense. At least second and five. Oliver has to try and avoid some pressure as he will do that as he runs and avoids some more pressure. He spins away from a defender before they actually shoved him out of bounds because he actually never got brought all the way down. He does scramble for a few yards and make it third and about five coming up. Yeah, 6'2", 200-pound quarterback. I mean, that's that's a big guy. I mean, that's the size of a lot of the Arlington linebackers. He is tough to bring down. You, you've got to get a shoulder pad on if you want to get him down. He just ran right through arm tackles tonight. And five for Elmwood, trips to the left side from the 27. Oliver will look to throw. It's going to be caught by Heiser. No, it's actually not going to be caught by Heiser as he won't end up bringing it in. Good close out there by Haycock alongside uh, 
Roush as well that time for Arlington. Then I'm bringing up a fourth and five. Yeah, Caden Russell got his hands right on that ball right before it got to the receiver, and then he bobbled it and it looked like he had it in there, and then another defender, Roush, came in there to, to make sure it didn't stay in his hands. So great defense, way to keep swarming to the ball for the Red Devils, and another stop, another three and out um, for Elmwood. Will be fourth and five for Elmwood. Just 24 seconds remain in the first quarter. Arlington the 9 nothing lead. So we'll punt that one away. It will bounce right around the 50, and they'll end up just letting it take a little bit of an Elmwood roll just to the other side of the 50 to the 48. So still got some more good starting field position for Arlington, just barely on their side of the field for the first time on offense. That's my old soccer reference, and not that I reference it often, but they did cross the 50-yard line, Lance, so that's great for Elmwood. They look like they're, they need some energy. They need someone to make another play um, defensively like Heiser did there to slow down this Red Devil offense. First and 10 for Arlington, just barely on their side of the 50 at the 48. That was another big stop for Arlington. I think they were punting against the wind, too. It didn't, didn't go as far as the wind was in their face. Two backs behind Haycock, one receiver to the far side. End up handing it on the dive play. As Russell goes forward, he'll get out to, it looks like, about the other 48 for a gain of four. Yeah, just a little trap right. The left guard pulled, couldn't find anyone, but Elmwood did close it down, but it's one of those plays where Elmwood feels like they've done a good job, and you look, and all of a sudden, Arlington still has four yards. Now they're back into Elmwood territory, so great first down play for the Red Devils. That's where they like to be. Like I said, they like to be in third and manageable, second and five and six, so good first down play for the Red Devils. That'll do it here for the first quarter. Nine to nothing, your score. Arlington with the lead over Elmwood. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. Come back for the start of quarter number two. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WPBI. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband, Tony, and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Faustoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. Just about to start quarter number two here at Arlington. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here. Arlington taking on Elmwood. Arlington the 9-0 lead. Lance Morris here with Jimmy Nicholson. It'll be second down and 6-4 Arlington. Acock hands it off. Another dive play. So that's time it's going to be Regal on the carry. I think that's Cavani's in there. I think they're maybe mixing him up in the possessions. He really hit that hole hard. Um, like I said, he's just he's a dynamic playmaker. He's one of the best running backs in this league. Um, by far and just a great I like to see him out there I like to see him run the football so great first down play for 10 yards with the dive right to Cavani here was he uh, running back for you a few years ago stud he was 180 pounds in eighth grade so and about the same size he was pretty good be first and 10 for Arlington from the Elmwood 40 Acock ends up handing that one off another late handoff 
So that time it was another dive play, that time for Russell. He'll end up gaining about three. Yeah, I'd look for him to come back to Cavani here. Since he's in there, let's not, let's not see the Red Devils waste him out there as a decoy. Try to get him outside or, or something here for the Red Devils. But they're, they're really controlling this game. They're not in a hurry. Um, great start for the Red Devils here to welcome Elmwood to the Doncaster Field. Since they, I'm sure a lot of these people have never been to Doncaster. Second down in age for Arlington from the Elmwood 37. Another handoff this time to Cavani on the dive. He'll go forward. He'll get stopped at about the 35, gaining about two. Just a dive right up the middle. Quarterback reverses out just to give him a different look to freeze those linebackers. And Cavi does a good job of just going straight ahead and getting a few yards. Third and five here, though, is a touch longer than the Red Devils want. But I, I think the Red Devils are in four-down territory. So I still think it's a running situation for them as well on the 35. Will be third and five for Arlington. They lead Elmwood nine to nothing. 10-15 left to go here. First half of action here at Arlington. Acock under center. He'll look to throw. He's looking across the middle and hauling it in. Will be Luke Metzger. He'll have plenty for an Arlington first down. Yeah, great play call by the Red Devils. Set it up last time with the spin out with the quarterback. Baked it. This little tight end pop pass. Something you've been running since sixth grade Pee Wee football. Luke Metzger goes high up with both hands, secures it, gets a first down for the Red Devils. Be first and 10 coming up for Arlington from the Elmwood 26-yard line as we get under 10 minutes left to go here in the first half of action here at Arlington. We'll see two bags behind Haycock. He'll go under center, one receiver out to the left. He'll hand it off on the dive, play right side this time. Be a nice little chunk of yardage as they'll get out to, looks like about the 20-yard line for a gain of six. Yeah, dive option to the short side of the field. They do a great job. I mean, maybe offensive line for Arlington is not getting enough credit. They're not letting anyone get through those gaps. Haycock's able to go right down the line and not belly it back. Sometimes you see some option teams where the quarterback will belly it back, but he's able to go straight down the line. When he's handing that ball off, that court, that running back's nearly a yard down the field already. Just, just a great first down play for the Red Devils. Second and four for Arlington from the Elmwood 20. Two backs behind Haycock, receiver to the left. Dive option play. He'll hand it off again, but nothing doing really for either side as... I think they'll, maybe, yeah, they'll end up losing it at just about a yard. Yeah, number 51 for Elmwood. Hummel was in there and nothing doing that time. I just complimented the Red Devil offense line, and he just diced right in there and gave him a bear hug and was not letting him go. The Red Devils were fortunate to hang on to that football. They were, Haycock was trying to give it to Cavani at the same time. He, they were all getting tackled. He, Hummel was going to tackle both of them if he had to. Great, great pressure by him. Third down and five for Arlington from the Elmwood 21. 8.35 remaining first half. Arlington the 9-0 lead on Elmwood. Acock will go under center. He'll fake the give. He'll look to throw. He's looking on the far side for Cavani who hauls it in. And he's in there for an Arlington touchdown with 8.26 to go in the first half. Aiden Cavani's back in and making plays. Like I said before, he's, he's, he's one of the best running backs all around players in, the, in this league as a sophomore. The Red Devils got to find ways to give him the ball. They snuck him out of the backfield, fake, faked a, like an option uh, power lead, and he snuck up the sidelines. Great pass by Trent Haycock. He went up at his highest point and brought that in for a touchdown. There's not many people that can keep up with Aiden Cavani out one-on-one in space. Zarlington will just go for a PAT try. They're missing it the last time they had the opportunity. 
Harmon will boot that one up in the air, and it will go up and through the upright. 16 to nothing is your score. Arlington, the lead over Elmwood. We'll keep it here. This time on Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Gives us a chance to look at some of our scores from around the area. In the BBC, second quarter, PG Arlington, or Arcadia still scoreless. Wouldn't have anticipated that over over in my neck of the woods. McComb with the 21-7 lead on Van Buren. They're still in quarter number one. Liberty Benton leads Ports Clinton 10 to nothing. And Riverdale, a 20 to nothing lead on Van Luce still in the first quarter. Bostoria trailing Genoa 20 to eight. In the NLL, Finley a 14 to seven lead over Clay over at Donnell Stadium. Upper Sandusky an eight to seven lead on Seneca East. They're in quarter number two. Carey leading Winford seven to nothing there in the first quarter. No updates yet between Buckeye Central and Mohawk. Hopewell loud in a 12-0 lead on Gibsonburg. Calvert a 26-0 lead on Lakota over at Frost Cownow. And oh man, Columbian trailing Bishop Waterson 21 to nothing. So things not looking good right now for TC on the road over in Columbus at Bishop Waterson. Late whistle as the Arlington kickoff team trying to get things set. Yeah, great start for the Red Devils. Elmwood seems a little shocked. They, they're lacking intensity. They, they really got to bounce back. I mean, they're pretty fortunate to only be down two touchdowns, two extra points at this moment in time. And like I said, it feels like they haven't got much going. And to only be down two scores, it feels like it could be a lot worse. They really got to get some points on this drive. So it'll be an onside kick try and actually will be recovered by Elmwood. That was a great job from Hartman where he placed it as it went right off of the hands of a defender for Elmwood briefly before they were able to fall on top of the ball. Yeah, I don't know if that was a planned one or not, but Wesley Hartman kicked it right at that up back. It hit him square at the thigh pad. He did a great job of getting on it because the Red Devils were coming in packs. He did a good job just getting on it. Great field position for Elmwood here. Uh, let's see if they can get something done here. It kind of reminded me of the Saturday's afternoon's game. The uh, McComb was kicking on sides every time. So, <laughs> Looks like we will have uh, Pearson Parsons back there at quarterback this time. He'll throw to Micah Oliver on the far side, and he will complete it. He'll get into Arlington territory as he stopped at the 47. I like the adjustment Elmwood's doing here right now, just changing quarterbacks. trying to. I mean, still getting the ball to Oliver, still getting to, to your playmakers in space. It just seemed like... That, that wasn't really working. They weren't able to push the ball down the field. Now maybe they can stretch the Arlington defense out and get something going down the field as well. Take it out in three for Elmwood from the Arlington 46. Parsons in the gun. He'll hand it up the middle for Traxler. He'll get hit fairly quickly. He'll only gain about two. Third and manageable here for Elmwood, though. They, they really got to get a first down. They're, yeah, they're, so good job up front by the Red Devils as well, closing that hole down, but... Not huddling, just getting the play here, trying to get trying to get something going, I think. Trying to pick up the tempo a little bit and uh, see if they can get something going offensively for Elmwood. Third and one for Elmwood, under seven and a half to go. First half of action, Arlington leads Elmwood 16-0. Elmwood with the ball. Two receivers out each side, Parsons in the gun. He's looking to throw at the screen. He'll look across the middle of the field instead as that is going to be, if anything, that was intercepted. And yes, it was Trenton Haycock helping his own cause with the interception for Arlington, their second interception as a team today. That's a great job by the Red Devil defense. They tried to little, fake a little, 
little screen pass to the short side. The inside guy acted like he was blocking, and he shot up the field, but didn't fool the quarterback and free safety Trent Haycock because he's got hands. He can run it. He can throw it. He can intercept it. He can just do anything for the Red Devils. Special player for Arlington. I take it he did that for you uh, once or twice yeah, when, he, when he was in junior high. Let's say Trent Haycock was a linebacker, and he was a good junior. He had the he was linebacker last year, too, I think. He's a good lineman. He's just a good football player. I think he could play any position. He played fullback as a seventh grader. I was going to say, even though you didn't play him a quarterback. <laughs> no, I did. He was, he was quarterback. Oh, he did okay. Him and Aiden were running back quarterback in the shotgun. First and 10 for Arlington. They'll have the ball in their own 14 as they'll pitch it out on the near side. That'll be Regal with it. As he will gain a, some yardage. We'll look to see exactly where they marked him out at. Looks like they're going to mark it as a gain of three or four. Looks like they're rotating Aiden Cavanaugh in every other possession, maybe on offense, but um, just to keep him keep him fresh and keep him healthy. But so we got keep Regal back at right half back for the Red Devils. They're pretty standard formation: double tights, two backs, one receiver every single time for the Red Devils. Second and seven now for Arlington. Ball on their own 17-yard line. 7:09 remaining in the first half of action. Arlington the 16-nothing advantage. Haycock. They'll end up handing it off on the dive this time left side. Not too much doing for Russell. He'll gain maybe a half yard, not much doing that time. Yeah, great fill by Harrison, number 55 for Elmwood. Just shot right through there. Made a nice tackle. Really did a good job of getting the running back, not going forward for finishing for a couple more yards and really stopping him in his tracks. Third down and six coming up for Arlington. Ball on their own 18-yard line as we'll get under six and a half minutes left to go in this first half by the time this play is snapped. Peacock will go under center to one receiver out far side. Two backs behind him. Almost got Elmwood to go off sides. They'll end up handing it off on the dive. Too much doing again. Gives him a little bit of more room. So it'll be fourth and looks like uh, just about one. So not... Not, uh, not as bad as I thought it was. I thought they were only going to gain about two initially, but it'll be fourth and one. That was a good job by Almaraz. He, he really hung on number 45 for Elmwood. Really hang on to that, that foot. He was waiting for his teammates to come. Tried to hang on to Regal's leg, but he just dragged him for a couple more and really got close to the first down. I would expect Arlington to punt here on fourth and one. You know Coach Green better than anybody. You think he thought about it at least? No. No. I don't blame them. They got all the momentum. They're allowed to punt the ball every now and again. So that will be a semi-short punt. It went out of bounds right around midfield. We'll see where, in fact, they mark it. And they do mark it right around midfield, I believe. He's marking it there. I was confused by him going even further. Yeah, but now he's, now he's going back to right around midfield. Looks uh, like Elmwood will start with it just on the other side of the 50, just barely in Arlington territory with 5.36 left to go. First half of action, 16 nothing your score. Arlington the lead, but Elmwood retaking possession on offense. I thought it went out about the Arlington 45, so good mark for Arlington. Not not if you're an Elmwood fan, that's for sure, but good field position nonetheless. Parsons back at quarterback. He'll be in the shotgun this time. He'll hand it off to Heiser, left side. He'll cut it outside. He'll go upfield as he's going to spin away from a defender, finally get brought back. We do see a flag come in right in the middle of that play right around what could be holding that's usually holding on the outside receiver um but great run it, by did, it did look a little too easy for him to get to the outside that time he punished he punished the corner for arlington 
I think that was Roush out there, but nonetheless, it's coming back. So we did see holding as the call. It will go against Elmwooden with that opportunity. This is quite the matchup because you have, coming into today, Arlington, the least penalized team in the BVC, just six penalties for 55 yards. Elmwood, the most penalized team in the BVC, 23 penalties for just over 200 yards coming into today. Interesting, interesting. Well, good job. That shows good coaching for the Red Devils. I mean, disciplined players, so great job by them. And get called. They love, they love to call that hold on the outside when almost every play you can call a holding these days. They're, everyone's teaching their kids to hold inside, and once they go away, you got to let go. But he obviously didn't that time. Second and 16 now for Elmwood. So hand it off on the left side. At that time, it was Mitchell Oliver in there for the give. First time we've seen him. On offense, at least where he's touched the ball. He might have been in on as a receiver on other plays, but first time he's touched the ball. Yeah, I, I really think Heiser's been the one that's looked good tonight, carrying the ball. He just They haven't been giving it to him nearly as much as they did last week, that's for sure. Second down and 14 for Elmwood, back at their 46-yard line. Parsons going to look to throw. He's looking across the middle, has his man, as that's going to be hauled in that time. Brady Marchies, the 6'1 junior on the grab. He's going to be right around the first down marker. Looking he'll be just short for a third and one coming up with 440 to go in the first half. Yeah, great throw by Parsons. Not much of a window. Arlington in a little zone, a little two-seat zone or a one-man zone. And he just fitted it right in there nicely to the receiver in great hands, and he got forward. Third and two for Elmwood in Arlington territory. They'll give it to Heiser left side. He'll get away from one defender. Roush ends up breaking the ball loose. Arlington says they have it. And now they're going to say Elmwood did recover, but that's nonetheless going to make it fourth down as they'll end up losing a couple yards. Great job by Luke Mexker. He saw the hole open up. Um, Heiser bounced off of that, took that hit, and a weird hit by Roush with his left shoulder pad to kind of punch it out. And then he did a good job of Heiser staying on it and getting on that football because that really looked like Arlington had the vantage point from our standpoint. Looks like the Elmwood offense will stay on the field. Fourth and five from the Arlington 45. 350 left to go in the half. They'll fake the give. Parsons will look to throw. Has to escape the pocket. He'll throw. That's going to be incomplete. A big defensive stop that time from Max Jalov, making sure even had Marchese brought that in, he wasn't going to get any forward progress. Confusing. I, Elmwood's favorite favorite formation is that shotgun with the two backs and two receivers down here. If you, I don't know if you were watching this, the two receivers down here barely moved. They didn't go out. I did, yeah. It's like they thought they were supposed to run the ball. The left receiver on the on the short side was running a post, but the other two guys kind of just stood there. So I don't know if they it was they didn't get the memo from them calling the play in or what because the quarterback kind of was hung out to dry there. In the, in Unless for some reason it was stay there and then go upfield once you get the catch i i'm I, i'm as confused as you are i mean that's the flaw of trying to call to call the play in and the guys have been the farthest away from the coach and just didn't get the signal i don't think first and 10 for arlington from their own 45. not much doing this time as they did give it but it was brought back for a loss for cavani but looks like forward progress still give him a yard yeah almost doing a good job of crashing down crashing down crashing down really closing off that dive option, um, at least to the halfbacks. I'd look for Arlington to do a toss to the outside or really really pull that out of the halfback and get a pitch to the outside because they seem to be pinching in big time. They got the big guys in there. They got a five-man front coming. Well, it looks like they're in a 5-3, cover three. Um, kind of daring the Red Devils to throw the ball. 
It's been down in 10 for Arlington. We'll see just one receiver out left side. They'll run a pitch play on the left side for Caden Russell. They'll get away from one defender, go back up field. Finally going to get brought down as he's right around the first down marker. We'll see where the spot is as he's right around the 45. He needed to get to the 44 for a first down. Yeah, good play call by Coach McGrain, Coach Cavani there going to the toss. They're seeing the same thing I was, but Elmwood really swarmed, causing a third one here, but it's third and manageable for the Red Devils. It feels like they, every play, get a yard, so I would look for them to easily pick up this if they want to try a play action here. Red Devils could maybe catch Elmwood sleeping as well. I was going to say, that's what we saw him do once or twice against LB last week. Well, there's only 2.25 left, so Arlington, with the way they're running off, they might have a little bit of urgency here. Third down and one. Dive play, they hand it off to Russell just to make sure they get the first down. They'll do just that as he gains two for the first down for Arlington with 2.17. Left to go here in the first half. 16-0 is the score. Arlington with the lead and could be looking to, you know, both score and have the ball for the remainder of the half. Oh, the old classic. Arlington gets the ball after halftime. Lance, you're always all over that. Hey, maybe one day I'll figure that out, but I like you I like you bringing that up because I, I haven't got that on my mind too often. Elmwood gets the ball to start Oh, Elmwood, <laughs> okay. Dang it, I missed that. You were so close. You had a 50-50 <laughs> shot. First and 10 for Arlington from the Elmwood, 43. So it'll be an option play. They'll pitch it right side for Russell. So he'll get back up field on the outside. He'll dive for a first down. Do you see a flag there down the field a little bit? We'll see exactly what the call will be. That's usually a holding in the middle there. I was going to say, it was in kind, of, kind of was in an interesting spot where the flag was thrown. A legal chop block or a holding? Usually in the middle. But the Elmwood player's complaining about something. You say Arlington looks like they're marching back. It is, in fact, going to be against Arlington, and now we will see that it will, in fact, be a hold. Really uh, interesting because Arlington only loses two yards on that play. It's the first and 12 on a holding call because it was way downfield. Um, that, was a, that was like a dive. The quarterback spun around and made a nice pitch. Russell made a nice run. Um, it was a good first down play, but... They brought it back, so. Obviously, we don't know what number it was called on, but it probably would have been someone on the left side of the line, right? Yeah, getting down on the safety. That's what. Just be, just based on where the flag was thrown. Yeah, 55 for him. What I think, I think one of the Arlington players threw off his arm, ga arm guard and his, his gloves onto the Arlington side, I think is what he's complaining about for him. I don't know if he's going to get him back. I guess he stole his, uh, <laughs> his forearm pads. He's going to take it home with him. Well, they're entitled to some souvenirs every now and then, aren't they? <laughs> Elmwood really needs to get a stop here. Keep keep it to a two-score game going into halftime. Um, like I said, Arlington's going to need a little urgency. We're under two minutes here. <laughs> Coach so. McGrady's wondering why he can't go. They're not. See, I, I saw him throw it over here. They're looking for it over here. <laughs> I saw I saw somebody for Arlington throw an armband over here. I don't know. I mean, it could have been just he wanted it out of the field of play. Wasn't thinking. Oh, wasn't thinking necessarily. It's because of. I don't, I wouldn't think that was necessarily gamesmanship. I thought he. I thought it was a Red Devil. I thought it was his own. Usually, you don't pick up someone else's stuff unless it's your team's or, or a teammates. But yeah, sometimes you see a towel get thrown off or some well, gloves. Right. Yeah, that was interesting. They're sorting it out now. Because now Arlington still is waiting and. I think they're removing maybe the guy who did it. It looks like it was Oliver's. That's He's the one that's coming over here. Well, it was Drew Mexer that threw it over there. Number 23 for the Red Devils threw something over here. I mean, it's not like it was 
It was an arm bar. I mean, I, it, I would love to know exactly what. I mean, well, the <laughs> thing it's probably it's probably for his play sheet for when he's quarterback. Oh man, that's, that's what my guess is. Since it would look, it appears that it was Micah Oliver's. That's a good point. I, <laughs> so yes, it would actually be something he needs if, in fact, it is his play calls for when he's quarterback. I think the ref sometimes can. Because Coach, Coach McGreen's not exactly thrilled that it, all of this is happening while his team has the ball. It somehow magically disappeared on this Red Devil sideline. I have no because idea. Because it, it does, look like, it does, it does look like he has something on his right wrist, so I don't know if it's purely cosmetic or if it's something for when he's at quarterback. That's, that's a great point by you, Lance. That's why you're the professional. That's why they pay me sometimes. First and 12 for Arlington. Following the penalty, Haycock going to look to throw as he will not be able to do so as Micah Oliver probably could have gotten caught, called for taunting the way he just stepped over him and then made a motion at the sideline. Probably not something he should be doing right now. The, uh, the fans, I don't know if that was in the press box or not, but either way, the fans don't agree. Hey, I'd like to see a little bit of life from... Elmwood. It, it was, it was, it was a I good mean, play. I yeah. just don't exactly love what he did after. It was a play action. Arlington faked the play action. They had Luke Mexer on the right side. Looks like they they called a throwback to the receiver on the left side, and he wasn't open. Haycock didn't have anyone to go to. He missed the tight end on the right side. Makes it seem like Coach McGrain thought they'd get the throwback on the left side. Second and 19 after that big stat sack, and again, they'll hand it off this time to Cavani as he gets into the second level briefly before he's brought down. As he'll gain a good chunk of those yards back, as it'll be third and short coming up. But we are now under a minute left to go in this first half of action. 16 nothing, Arlington the lead. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was thinking. Arlington needs a little bit of urgency, but Coach McRae doesn't want to give the ball back too much time with Elmwood either. So, let's see what they do here. Third and six now after the big yardage makeup. They hand it off to Cavani again. Cavani on the right side. He is off to the races. Touchdown, Arlington Red Devils with 33 seconds to go in the half. More of the same from the Red Devils. Dive option. He threw the ball. There's a flag that's going to push them back. It looks like he must have thrown the ball up. Aiden almost took the last play to the house, but an Elmwood kid caught him, and this time he was not going to be denied. Great run by Aiden Cavani. Getting a little chippy out there now. Now we're seeing a little bit. Throwing arm, a little bit. We're doing signals. So um, not exactly what Elmwood wanted. I, they really needed to come up with a stop here. Let's push this to a three-score game, 22 to nothing here. Um, like I said, it's getting a little chippy here on the Arlington side. And the players are getting into it. Everybody's getting a little into it here. And, I mean, uh, as a coach, you got to like the emotion. You don't want them to then go past that place, though. Yeah, I agree. But... Hey, I like the emotion. To me, Arlton's got to, they got more than three touchdowns. They got that. They've, they've missed a regular extra point. I think Wesley Hartman can make this. Let's back it up and see if Arlton can make this extra point and, and move on and get past it. I like the fire. But, yeah, you're right. If you can avoid the flag, that would be great. If you can get your point across um, without getting flagged, that would be ideal for sure. Because it's not too often you see Coach McGrain up by this much and still upset with things. Yeah, he's a, he's a class act. He really is. Coach McGrain likes to make sure they're doing things the right way all the time, and he's been doing that for the 10 years he's been here as the head coach. I mean, he's been coaching here since 2001 when he and I graduated, so he's been uh, part of the Red Devil um, coaching staff since then, so he's been around a long time. He's learned from a lot of great coaches, and um, Arnold has been fo fortunate to have a lot of quality head coaches that that's taught him and taught him as a player and taught him as a coach and been over him, and that's just the way... 
Arlington really likes to do things. Well, and it's interesting, just between these two staffs, they each have multiple guys on the staffs that have been the varsity coach at some, either at the program they're at or at, a, at another program. Yeah, he's, he's got a staff. I mean, he's got a real staff. He, he, he takes a little bit of a pay cut just to get more quality coaches on the staff. That's how much Coach McGrain values um, great, great assistant coaches. So he really gives everything he can to this program and these players. Arlington going for two. They pitch it to Russell far side. He's going to be brought down. He will not get to the two-point conversion, so the score will remain 22 to nothing with 33 seconds remaining here in the first half. I don't know the Elmwood coaches that are head coaches, but I know Dick Leonard was a head coach here for a long time. He's been a part of, I mean, he's been coaching Arlington since the 80s. And he took off one year, and Coach McGrain got him to come back. He's an excellent coach, both sides of the football. I was a defensive coordinator when I played many moons ago. Don't ask when, Lance. And then he was the offensive coordinator when I came back and coached. I was a varsity coach for one year, a line coach, believe it or not. And uh, he called the offense there. So he just he knows both sides of the ball, Coach Leonard. And then they have Dennis Lee that was a head coach at Bluffton for a while too. He's the defensive backs coach. So, I mean, he's all, he's really excellent with the kids. He really knows what he's doing. Just very fortunate. And Nick and my defensive coordinator just has been part of the program for so long. Really knows what he's doing. Gets the kids prepared. I mean, as well as anyone. He's got breakdown of every play. He knows what formation. I mean, the kids just know where they're supposed to be. And he's done a great job. I, and the defense has just been phenomenal the last few years since he's taken over. I believe there's another Arlington, or not. I believe there's another Elmwood coach that was a head coach at some point. But I know they also have JT Bates on their staff who was previously the Van Buren head football coach. Okay. Was he at Arcadia too or not? Why, he, why he's been at Arcadia. He, okay. I don't think he was ever their head coach, okay. but he's been That's at Arcadia in different roles. Okay. I'm, I'm not Luckily, crazy. when you are with a girl who lives in Arcadia, obviously she lives with me, but she grew up in Arcadia, so she knows him so from So you got the inside days. on Arcadia. Okay. That's good. Then. I do. Okay. Sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> it all depends. And now we're just about ready to go for the Harold Florian Fierum kick. 22-0 your score. 33 seconds remain in this first half of action. So it'll be a high kick. Looks like it actually will go out of bounds. And yes, it will go out of bounds on the far side. So that'll give Elmwood some good field position if they so choose to try and go down the field with 33 seconds. But they do get the ball to start the second half. All that commotion, and we got talking about head coaches. Wasn't there a flag on Aiden Cavanaugh on that touchdown? Because they didn't back him up on the two-point conversion. They didn't. I thought they were going to take it on the kickoff, but must have been offsetting. Maybe the Elmwood kid. I would guess maybe offsetting, taunting. Okay. Just, ba just based on everything we've seen. I didn't see because we didn't see, like you yeah. said, we didn't see anything affected on the two-point. We didn't see anything affected on the kickoff. So that's that would be my guess. That's, that's my educated guess based on the chippiness we've seen. We will see Elmwood go in the gun to start this one off. They'll hand it off right side. That'll be Heiser, I believe, on the give. And actually, it'll be Traxler with 25 seconds to go as they will gain about four. So we'll see a timeout taken on the Elmwood side with 25 seconds remaining in this first half. 22-0 is your score. Arlington with the lead over Elmwood. We'll keep it here as we are nearing halftime. Lance Morris here alongside Jimmy Nicholson here for BBC Football and Classic at 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Looking at some of our scores from around the area. Calvert up big on Lakota, 38 to nothing in the second quarter in that matchup over at Frost Cow now. Pandora Gaboa, they lead 12 to nothing on Arcadia. So PG with a lead, but certainly not a blowout at any at, as as the things stand at the moment. One thing that is starting to become a blowout, Macomb a 35-7 lead on Van Buren. 
Liberty Benton leading Port Clinton 10 to nothing. And Riverdale leading Van Loo 34 to nothing. And take a quick look at the Finley score if I can. 21 to 7. Finley the lead on Clay. I was wondering if one was just going to run this ball and lick their wounds and go into halftime. Try to make some adjustments. But look like they're still going to try to push the ball down the field. Parsons will throw. That's going to be incomplete. He's looking across the middle for Gavin Solaric as it'll fall incomplete. Bring up a third down with 20 seconds to go. And now you're in the position where regardless of what you try to do, Coach McGrain has timeouts. If he wants to try getting the ball back, you're still on the Elmwood side of the field currently. I agree. And that, there's like there were some Arlington defenders in the area there too. Elmwood wants to be careful not to make a mistake. I won't be surprised if they just run the ball even, and go well, to half. Well, because even if they run the ball, Coach McGrain calls timeout. He can't. I don't he might not, he but he could. I think he's pretty satisfied with this first half. I would not I would think if Arnold gets the ball back, it's a meal, but it's in my opinion. It's a bad snap. Parsons looks to throw downfield. Incomplete as it hit off a couple players on each side. Just nine seconds remain. Does bring up the fourth down, so Elmwood will be forced to punt, if nothing else. It was one of those busted plays. He bobbled the snap run, thought he was going to get taken down, rolls back, throws it deep. Off the Arlington defender. I mean, really, number two for Elmwood could have caught that. There was no one between him and the end if zone. That had, if that had been up in the air a little more, yeah. Micah, Micah Oliver would have ran for a touchdown. Yeah, was, I mean, he just couldn't get his head turned around. Arlington was trying to attack at its highest point, but somehow Oliver did get behind the defense there because of the scramble, and it looked like there he was down in the backfield. But great job by the quarterback to get it down the field. So it'll be an end-over-end punt. We'll take an Elmwood roll as that'll let the time run out here in this first half and that is in fact what it will do 22 to nothing is your score Arlington the lead over Elmwood through one half of football and you know Jimmy just looking at the first half from what we saw I wouldn't have been surprised if you told me Arlington was up at the half I'm a little surprised that it's 22 nothing already though I am too I am too I have to admit as homer as I am I really I thought Arlington was I thought Arlington would be a little bit better tonight and come out with the win. I really did coming into it, but I thought it was going to be an excellent game. Um, just Elmwood's a little flat right now. They can't get much going. I mean, this is far from over. They just got to come out. You said they get the ball here to start the second half. They do. They can get something going. They're really only down three touchdowns, and they have it. I mean, for as bad as that half felt, it felt like Arlington was up by 40. It's kind of how it feels. Right. I don't know how you feel. It just feels like they never got anything going offensively. They're getting, they're turning the ball over. They're going three and out, and Arlington's doing what they want on offense. So to be down three scores in high school games, I mean, anything could happen. You just need to play here or there to go your way on special teams and interception. So, I mean, they're not out of it yet. Um, they really need to, they need to do something this open possession in the second half. So that'll do it here for our first half of action here at Arlington. Again, 22 nothing is your score. Arlington the lead over Elmwood. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have our ONN halftime report. Shortly after that, we'll be back start the second half here from Arlington. You've been listening to BBC Football on Cole. Ask it's 96.7 WBBI. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go. NWO. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. 
Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Reports. As we like to do from time to time, we'll visit different areas of the state and talk some football in specific regions. Tonight, it is Central Ohio. We'll talk with Lee Cochran about that next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. It was the worst airplane trip I'd ever been on in my life. I looked at my boarding pass. They had me in row 187K. 187K. I didn't even realize they made airplanes that big. I mean, economy ended in row 90, so you can imagine the section I was sitting in. Well, I finally got to my seat. What a nightmare. On one side of me, a screaming baby. No adults, just a screaming baby. On the other side, a fish. A fish, yeah, a real fish. I mean, usually I like to talk to the guy sitting next to me, but this character had no personality at all. Although he did kind of chuckle when the stewardess mentioned that the seat could be used as a flotation device. Anyway, just to show you how rude this guy was, he starts smoking a pipe and fills the whole cabin up with smoke. <laughs> but I got the last laugh when the stewardess came around. He ordered red wine. <laughs> Fish with red wine. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Ohio. 
This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at Hartson. Welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game. We're talking a little central Ohio high school football this evening where Lee Cochran has covered that for decades. And, Lee, let's begin with Division I Region Three, which is loaded as it always is. We knew Gahanna would be good. The Pickerington and Hilliard schools are all good. Is there a for sure cream of the crop there? Well, you know, the way I look at it, you know, as you said, I've been here for decades. My first year was covering in uh, 1992, and I've seen the growth of Central Ohio football. And there's parity, but it's upper-level parity. It's not 500 parity. It's teams that can go 8-2, and 9-1, 10-0 and 0 every year. I mean, you look, look right now. You know, uh, going into tonight's action, you got Pickerington North. You mentioned Gahanna, Hilliard Davidson, Hilliard Bradley. And, and look, you know, with uh, uh, former high state quarterback Stanley Jackson, yeah. Westerville North's off to its best start in probably two, three decades. Yes. I mean, it's been amazing. But, but there's just, you know, you look at even some of the second, you know, the teams with lost, Pickerington Central. Upper Arlington, those those are teams that, that are making runs every year, and they're going to make runs again this year. Olin Tangi is in Region 2, and I know they're off to a nice start. I, I like them. They've got, uh, you know, they're running four running backs, and so they're, they're pretty good, and they've got, a, they've got a dynamite quarterback, too. You look there, and a uh, little bit of a surprise team, I think, right now is Delaware Hayes. I don't know if they can sustain it. Uh, you know, Perrysburg is is right there Kaufman Kaufman kind of opened opened my eyes a little bit with the uh win over Centerville and you know they had they had Kent McKinley they were leading that game last week and and you know lost that but I think I think Kaufman's going to make a step and the one team Skip you just can't forget about you brought up Olentangy I'll bring up Olentangy Liberty they're 0-3 they were 0-3 last year too they ended up 8-6 and and playing in a, a regional final. Don't count out the Patriots. That's a mistake if you do that. Division two, Region 7, nice starts to begin the season for Briggs and St. Charles. Same thing in Division three, Region 11. How about Watterson and Hamilton Township? Yeah, uh, Watterson you know, won the CCL last year for the first time since I think it was 2012. You know, is Watterson the team to beat? It's going to be tough. They lost a lot, but they're pl- they're playing well. Hamilton Township's always that sneaky team that they'll they'll have a couple okay seasons and then pop up a little bit. So uh, again, a little bit. You know, the only team that they played heading into tonight's game with a win was Lancaster. But again, you know, they're winning all their games and they're winning them big. Let's move down to Division Four, Region Fifteen. Many that we're used to seeing there, but Columbus East and Bishop Reedy off to a good start. You know, Kentrell Reinhardt from Reedy has put up some. Mon- 
monster numbers the first three games. Yeah, right. Uh, he had six touchdowns the first week, seven the second week, and he only had uh, three last week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's 16 touchdowns. That's, I mean, uh, that's a career for most most guys. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Hartley does. Hartley, you know, had uh, nine out of ten years with double-digit wins. And then the last three years, they've been a combined uh, 20 and 14 heading in to this year. You know, they lost to Blue Carroll, and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, but they had a lot of turnovers. They'd have a big play and then a turnover. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see about uh, uh, Bishop Hartley. And amongst the smaller schools, Lee, uh, Columbus Academy, Harvest Prep, and West Jeff, among those, who should we keep our eyes on? Harvest Prep. I, I like Academy, too. This, this is such a good region. You know, you with Ironton there uh, as well, but I, I like Harvest Prep a lot. I've, I've debated in my head who's who's the best chance for Central Ohio to get a state champion. You know, Gahanna had you know some kids transfer to help rebuild that defense. You, you look at Bloom Carroll's made a run to the state final last year. But, man, I tell you what, right now, I think Harvest Prep might be the best shot. You know, size-wise, they're a Division Seven school, but, you know, they had to move up to Division Five. But, man, I really like what Milan Smith's done there, and he, he continues to go. They're a team without a conference this year, too, Skip. I mean, that uh, Mid-State League Ohio said, hey, <laughs> we'll see you. And they formed their own and left them out. He's covered Central Ohio high school football for decades. Lee Cochran, we always appreciate your time. Love talking high school football with you. And no problem, Skip. Have a good one. And we'll be right back on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Addison Blazer from United Local High School for her commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. From the time I was a freshman and I looked up to all the girls who were seniors and we kind of still fit into the molds that they left us with. Now Addison is a senior leader on her volleyball team and also in the community. She's on the yearbook committee, principals advisory council and the president of NHS and 4-H. We do a lot of food stands. A church in our area always does a pancake breakfast and we always go and we serve that. We make cards for nursing homes. And of course she loves the life of farming. Agriculture is a huge way of life for me. My parents both grew up on farms. My school that I go to is very remote. Most people are farmers. It follows me around really and I do I love it. At Bex we are and will remain farmers at heart. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics 
and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. The annual turtle race has been canceled. Oh, you're kidding. Sadly, the beloved mime convention will not be held this year. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> is your favorite event canceled? I'm just getting word that ballerina bunnies on ice is a no-go. No! We're not. Radio. It's on. For more information about what radio can do for you, call 419-435-1430. O-N-N. Our thanks once again to Lee Cochran for joining us to talk a little Central Ohio High School football this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million 150 million To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. 
With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. The Northwestern Water and Sewer District now has two watersheds in Fostoria to get pure water at a low price. Watersheds are located off of Plaza Drive on the north end of town, and our newest location near 4th and Finley Streets. If you don't like the taste of well water, try watershed water. Just bring your own containers and fill up for a quarter a gallon. Try watershed water today. For all locations, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings 
Blanchard Valley Health System. We're here for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new to you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Bigby Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Bigby Coffee locations in Findlay, one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. Yard just about ready to start the second half of action here from Arlington. The sun has set. It is now definitely Friday night lights time. 22-0 is your score. Arlington with the lead over Elmwood. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Elmwood will get the ball to start to this second half of action after Arlington started with the ball here today. Let's see if Elmo can get something going offensively. It's a beautiful night, 60. This is this is fall weather. This is football weather. This is, uh, this is what Friday nights are all about. Fall weather coming a tad early this year, but I'm not going to complain too much about it. So it'll be another short kick. And it will go out of bounds once again. So some good starting field position for Elmwood on this drive as we get things started again. 22 nothing is your score. Arlington with the lead as Elmwood will look to get something going on the offensive side and, and we'll see uh, what they look to do, you know, because it's going to be a little bit of a rotation at quarterback. It was Mike Oliver to start. Then we had a little bit of Pearson Parsons who uh, came in, did us some solid things, but see what they look to do. Looks like it will be Parsons back there at quarterback to start this drive. First and 10 from their own 35. They'll look to throw a look across the middle. That's going to fall incomplete as it was caught, but I think it hit the ground before it was caught, and I think that is exactly what the referee across the middle of the field is saying, and that is exactly what he will call. Yeah, a little three-by-one set. They haven't done that too many times tonight. Three receivers to the right side. Just a quick pass. He really got it out quick. They must have seen something they liked, and just one, one ref was calling it a catch, I think, and then the other one was pounded on the ground, so incomplete. I had a bad angle on that one. The second and 10 from the 35 for Elmwood. 
Parsons going back. He'll look to throw. He'll look far side. That's going to be caught by Solaric. And he'll get a good chunk of yards as he'll go out of bounds right before the first down marker. Looks like it'll make it a third and about two. A good open field tackle for Ken to, to keep it to a third down, but just a drag across the field. Good pass and catch. A um, little run after the catch for Elmwood there. Just get, get a little confidence going for the quarterback. I, I like what they're doing so far. Third down and one. Trips to the right, but it is going to go well over the head of Parsons. He has to just dive on it to keep possession and allow Elmwood to punt it away on fourth down. That's why you see a lot of teams go with a little flick, Lance. Um, they'll flick the ball end over end so it doesn't go as far. It looks like they're still doing the traditional punt snap for Elmwood because it goes back a good 20 yards when you do it that way. Um, that was something, uh, you know, Coach Cavney that, that is That is something, Matt, I'd say he's more in favor of the traditional way just because you get the better control yeah, and you of get it the back snap. Quicker too. But because of that, it can result in bad snaps. It went from third and one to fourth and 18. Just when Elmwood had something going, they do that and stub their own toe. As they will just let that one take a bounce. It'll drop down at about the 35 as I was just let go by Matt Jolliffe back there. That's where we'll see the Arlington offense get out on the field as Elmwood used just over a minute of time here in the third quarter. 10-42 remaining in the third. Score means 22-0 in favor of Arlington. Move that ball back to the 34 too. Funny oh. how that works. <laughs> All the breaks are going Arlington's way tonight. See if Arlington, I mean, really, if they go down and put a touchdown up, they'll really put this game out of out of hand. So Elwin really has to stand here. They, they had a nice drive going there, and that snap overhead really will cost them. Be first and 10 from the 34 for Arlington. They'll pitch it on the far side. That'll be Cavani with it. They'll cut it back up field a little bit. So try and make something out of nothing as he... Will gain, I believe, yeah, just about two yards. That's a great job by Kevin. He's getting a couple yards to toss. They had Elmwood players in the backfield right away. He missed, made a couple miss, but great job by the Elmwood defense. The second down and eight's coming up for Arlington. 10-15 to go. Third quarter of action. Score still 22-0 in favor of Arlington as Arlington retakes possession after the Elmwood punt. We'll see two backs behind Haycock, just one receiver to the left. Be an option play. They'll pitch it left side for Cavani. He'll get some blocks open up as they'll cut it back upfield. First down and some more as they'll run through another defender. Finally brought down as he crosses the 50 into Elmwood territory at about the 40-yard line. A big run and first down run for Aiden Cavani. Yeah, a little, little different play, a little different wrinkle for the Red Devils there. It was more of a speed option. They had a halfback lead out there and just pitched it. It was almost like it was a known pitch and a great lead block by Russell out there and Cavani knows what to do when he gets his hands on the ball. Just, I love the emotion out of him tonight and uh, the leadership he's bringing. Good read by Haycock at the quarterback position as well. First and 10 for Arlington in Elmwood territory at the 42. See two backs behind Haycock. He'll go under centers, one receiver out far side. They'll run the dive play for Cavani as he'll drag a defender briefly. He'll gain, I'd say, about four that time. Yep, just a little trap. They're trying to slow the defensive lineman down Cavney's doing a good job of keeping the shoulders low, trying to protect those ribs that are probably a little sore over the last couple weeks. But good good first down play for the Red Devils. Second down and six coming up for Arlington. Ball on the Elmwood 38-yard line, 9.15 to go for third quarter of action. Rather, 22-0 remains the score. Arlington trying to get another score and potentially put this into a running clock scenario here in the second half of action. 
See one receiver out far side, two backs behind Haycock. He'll go under center. Will it be an option play? He'll pitch it right side for Russell as he'll get a lead block from Aiden Cavani as he's going to get shoved out of bounds after looking like he got the first down. See if they, in fact, give him that spot as the marker had to go down just in case uh, Caden Russell was going to come that direction. Yeah, Arlington liked that play so much to the left side, they ran the same play to the right side, had that halfback leading out on the option. Instead of him going straight forward on the dive, they, they let him out as a lead blocker. It was great, great block. The halfbacks are doing a good job of blocking for each other in this offense. It's, it's, a, it's mandatory if you really want to play offense running back for Arlington. They're doing a great job tonight. First and 10 for Arlington from the Elmwood 30-yard line, under eight and a half now to go in the third quarter. Hancock will go under center. They'll pitch it. They'll actually run the reverse to the opposite side. Regal will try and get away from a defender as he'll be knocked backwards. It's actually Arlington will lose about five. I think I thought there was a flag earlier. Yeah, it is on the far side. A reverse, a play I have not seen from Arlington this year. The reverse, they did the toss to the left and brought Regal around. I thought maybe he'd throw it, but it was a reverse the whole way, and Elma did a great job of staying home and, and nothing going. So we do have a flag on the field, as you mentioned. This looks like Arlington is marching back, thinking it is against them. I mean, it's probably on the backside tight end, trying to seal that backside on the reverse. And the ref on the short side had a great view of it. As now we will get the official calling that it is, in fact, going to be holding against Arlington. And... That'll drop them back a little bit. They declined it, so they're just keeping it second down, I guess. Yeah, not See, backing they, them up. They, yeah. did, they did lose yards anyhow. Okay. So. Yeah, they lost five yards, so Elmwood's like, that's fine. We're going to have it on second down. Second down and 16 now for Arlington. Ball at, their own, at the Elmwood 36. Haycock will pitch it left side for Cavani. He'll get some blocks. He'll get upfield. He is off to the races. And Aiden Cavani into the end zone for the Arlington touchdown with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. More of the same. When the Arlington finds something they like, they just keep calling it. They're just running the same play. That's the same play three times in a row. The lead option out there getting blocked. Russell got a great block for Cavani. And I don't know if he really got touched there. His speed is... Uh, you don't realize how fast he is till he gets on the outside, and he really has some wheels. And offer what feels like a game ceiling touchdown, but you never know in high school football here. I'm surprised he's not going for two. Is it 30 running? I thought it was 35. No, it's 30. Yeah. Hey, Arlington only gets one game a week. Okay? They want to play as many as they, as they can. We do have a uh, penalty against. Uh, offsides against Elmwood they're daring him well every time Arlington goes out there for an extra point on set they put their hands down and the other team jumps every single week I, I know the other team scouted but every single week they jump and every single time Arlington gets them to jump and then Arlington comes back out and goes for two so coach McGray knew what he was doing the whole time Lance he knew it he had him right where he wanted him the whole time please when you talk to him after game please please ask him about that <laughs> I, will. I, I would love some clarity on that. I can do that. That's not a problem. So we will see Arlington bring out the unit to go for two. Haycock will go under center. He'll take it right up the middle and walk into the end zone for the two-point conversion with eight minutes left to go here in third quarter. That will make it 30 to nothing in favor of Arlington. Lance, you act like you got somewhere to be tonight, okay? You don't got anywhere to be. You, you're rooting for a running clock. First I thought off, you were supposed to pick up the off. best games of the week here. 
first off, there are multiple other media outlets here, so I don't feel bad about that at all. <laughs> Firstly, it is now 30 to nothing with eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. It's not that I have anywhere to be. Okay, I'm lying a little bit. I do want to go home and play 2K. <laughs> I went okay. to you, Drake, just to the do truth that. Is coming out. The truth is coming out. That's what I've been trying to get to. The but truth. it's also, it's, it's just common sense. You're, 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 you go up, it's 28 nothing. You have a chance to go on a running clock. You want it to go to a running clock. You just you just do. Yeah, with the numbers Arlington has, I'm sure they're really well, happy with and the running here, clock. Here's, I'm surprised I didn't, I, I would have brought this up earlier if I had the chance. But I forgot it. But I know numbers don't mean everything, as we know just in general. Because look at what Macomb does year after year. Look what Arlington does most times when they have teams as well. But Elmwood has about twice as many kids. About twice the size of high school as well. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's uh, I mean, they switch conferences for a reason. I think, uh, you know, they're looking to be in a competitive conference is what I think they came to the BBC for. And, you know, Arlington has been one of the better teams in the league in football, no matter the size. I mean, it's, it's a community that really cares about football. Like, we got hard-nosed kids at Arlington here, and it really showing tonight. And it's worth noting, I mean, yes, they lost, they graduated a lot of guys. They were a two-point conversion away from winning the Northern Buckeye Conference last year. They lost, they lost that uh, generational, like, a, once in a 20-year running back, correct? That is also very true. That changes things a little bit. That, especially that, in, it, that it very much does. <laughs> it's small uh, high school football when you got a guy that's – as good as I didn't get this chance to see Oliver. I heard he was a phenomenal player. He, like he was said. first team. Uh, you're, you're of course talking about Mason Oliver. Yeah, he guy. was uh, first team All State uh, his junior and senior year. So that's impressive. Yes, he was very good. I know his dad. I played football against his dad. I don't age myself there, uh, but he, his dad was a heck of a football player too. How can you say that doesn't age yourself when we're literally talking about his children? <laughs> like hey, we, we can we can do that math, Jimmy. Like. I don't call myself a mathematician by any stretch, but we can do that math. I'm still a young man, Lance. Don't try to take that from me. As we will see Parsons look to throw, as that is intercepted by Caden Russell. And just like that, Harlington will get the offense back on the field with 7.29 left to go third quarter. And it was only one play, but again, running clock rule is in effect. But since it is a change of possession, that is one of the ways the clock does stop. You're, you're going to quiz me again on yes, that? Yes, that's part of your job, Jimmy. <laughs> so there's three. Anyway, let's go back to the play. They had three receivers out here trying to throw a little bubble screen. Caden Russell did a great job of looting the blocker, jumping out in front. But, I mean, Elmo was trying to get something going, made a short, easy pass, but Caden Russell's having nothing of that. This goes back to my soccer analogy. Elmo just can't get the ball. They're playing keep away the whole time. I didn't time. know you were a soccer coach in your spare time just, now, too. It just feels like I didn't that. know Arlington had a soccer program. We don't. We don't, and hopefully we don't ever get one because that would really hurt our football program. As they will hand it off on the dive play. That time not much doing as they handed that one off to Nate Regal. I would think uh, Aiden Cavity could hit the showers at this point. I, I would um, think so. He's done enough for tonight to maybe even lock in that uh, player of the game. He has a touchdown catch and uh, two 35-plus yard touchdown runs. So, yes, I'd say... He has done his duty tonight. I would uh, in limited snaps too. Yeah, they did a good job of limited and getting him in space and and letting him use his speed and power when he needed to. He's second down and eight for Arlington from the Elmwood 27. Delayed handoff, but they do hand it off up the middle right side this time. So that'll get them a few yards, make it third. Looks like about six coming up. 
see if Arlington wants to try to pass it here on a third and six. It's a four-down territory situation here at the 25. I don't think they can kick a field goal. So looking to try to get five yards. But they can get two or three and get two or three on fourth down if it's, they'd like to. It's be quite a long field goal. We, we were here for the scrimmage. How far did they kick that field goal with Hartman, if you remember way back then? It was, it was, it was a little closer. It was a little closer than this, okay. but it was not. It wasn't a super far field goal. As they will see, Haycock try and look to throw. He is trying to escape the pressure. He will escape the pressure. Won't gain too many yards. I think he was able to gain a few. That's still going to bring up a fourth down. Yeah, they spun that quarterback around, make that dive right up the middle. We're trying to hit Luke Mexker over the middle with the tight end pop again that they hit earlier, but Elmwood with great coverage down the field. I didn't, it was a two-man route. The receiver was running deep as well, and Haycock had nowhere to go with it. Now it's a fourth and long situation. Not ideal for the Red Devils. Fourth down and seven. Ball is pretty deep in Elmwood territory at the 27. So you, right now with this exact position, kind of right in no man's land. I'm, I won't be surprised if Arlington runs that lead option here to the far side. It had so much success with it earlier. Um, looks like he's going to, Coach McGrain's going to run this clock down, probably call a timeout here is what I'm guessing. Um, I believe Trying to get, them, so. get everybody in the right, right spot. Um, see if number 21 wants to come back in there and uh, take this for another 27-yarder, but we'll see. We will have the timeout taken on the field with 5.04. Left to go here, third quarter, 30-0 your score. Arlington the lead on Elmwood does allow us to take a look at our scoreboard. You can, of course, find them in both WFOB and WBVI.com. And we are certainly not the only game that has become a runaway around area. Macomb leading Van Buren 49 to seven at the halfway point. Pandora Gaboa, they add on a score. They lead Arcadia 25 to nothing. Riverdale leading Van Lu 42 to six. They are in the, they are at halftime over there. Northern Buckeye Conference, Genoa up big on Faustoria 48 to eight, they lead. Finley leading Clay 28 to seven. They're in the third quarter over at Donnell. Carey 27, Winford nothing at the half as the Blue Devils start to Get a little bit of momentum after their win last week over LCC. Zenic East, Upper Sandusky all tied up 20 apiece at the half. Mohawk leading Buckeye Central 36-15 to at the half. I think that's more points than Mohawk has scored all year, and they have now 36 and just one half against Buckeye Central. Interesting. So it'll be fourth and seven for Arlington in Elmwood territory at the 27. Five minutes left to go. Third quarter, Arlington leading 30 to nothing. Acock goes under center. Be an option play. They'll pitch it left side. That's going to be Regal with it as he's going to get to the edge. He's off to the races. And it looks like he's going to be shoved out of bounds around the five-yard line, but that'll be plenty for an Arlington first down with under five minutes left to go. We do see a flag back around the original line of scrimmage. It was exactly what I what I said it was going to be. There was a lead option again, and Cade Regal got to the outside, but the, got, they caught the Red Devils holding out in space. The refs loved to, to call that holding in space, and it's coming back here for the Red Devils, I believe. Will, in fact, be a holding call against Arlington. And yes, they are up 30, but we have had a decent amount of penalties against Arlington tonight. You're right. You jinxed them by saying that. You were bringing up I, how good they were. And... Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't have that sort of power. <laughs> if I did, I would use it on things that are not high school football. So you're not superstitious. You don't sit in the spot or wear a hat or drink a certain drink. And when you need to, 
not in not in this realm. At least. Okay. All right. Hey, I might be for other things. At least in this realm, <laughs> not so much. You put it in the atmosphere. So we'll be fourth and fifteen. Offense will still stay on the field. Haycock is going to get hit immediately, though, for a loss, and not going to matter anyway because it was fourth down. But that'll get all Elmwood's offense back on the field with three forty-six left to go here in the third quarter. Is and time is currently ticking away as they are supposed to stop it with That's the change of possession. Wondering. You are you are correct. I give you credit when credit is due. Hey, I'm trying to pass my quiz every week. Every week I'm trying to get better. I thought the clock stopped, but they're not stopping it. I'm, okay, there it is stopped. I'm with you. I get paid per game. I'm ready for this game to get that clock moving. So it'll be first and 10 for Elmwood from their own 38-5 wide set this time for Parsons. No pump fake, he'll look to throw. That was almost intercepted again. Luke Metzger almost stepped right in front of that one. He'll just end up knocking it down. Yeah, Arlington's in their 3-4 defense. They're just dropping those four linebackers, and they're all reading the quarterback's eyes. And they're, they're not running anyone off, and they got the, the corners and safeties deep, so they're not scared to attack anything underneath, and that's really causing problems for Elmwood. Well, it's been a minute since they've even tried to go deep, and the last time they did, it was also an interception. Parsons going to look to throw as he's going to be hit right before he threw and ends up being incomplete as it was a pretty good pass rush that time by uh, Garrett Wikes that time. A great blitz call, untouched. I guess I watch too much NFL football. I'm waiting for a roughing the passer here, but they don't call that as easily in high school. Good job by the quarterback getting rid of these. They're trying to run that drag across the field again that, that worked successfully for Elmwood, and he didn't have time to wait for that receiver to get across the field. Third down and 10 from the 38 for Elmwood. Another five wide set. Parsons looking to throw. Wikes is going to bring him down for a big sack. And that's a big loss for Elmwood with 2.16 to go in the third. Same exact blitz for Arlington. Wikes did a great job. Faked one way. Juked the lineman. Untouched, untouched to the quarterback and just hog ties him down. Great, great, great job by him of securing that. A lot of times you can see that quarterback make that first guy miss. But not with Wikes. Great play by him. Fourth down and a lot. I'd estimate that it's fourth and about 21. And then I call it 20. That was pretty close. Cade Lentz able to punt it away. A nice punt that time. But we'll take an Elmwood bounce as it'll die down right before the 35. 135 remaining here, third quarter, 30 to nothing. Your score currently Arlington, the 30 to nothing lead. And Kaylin's back there upon it allows me to transition into basketball as Kaylin's going into his senior year. He's, he's going to have a new conference to play in as well and should be fun to see some uh, BBT, BBC teams. Uh, I know they've played a handful of BBC teams in the non-league the last few years, but it's going to be interesting to see how he's able to adjust along with the rest of his Elmwood team. Is he a nice basketball player? Is what you're, he, I, is, he is a very nice basketball say, player. Well, the Elmwood, the thing about it is it's not that far from Arlington. We... I coach the girls here at Arlington, and we scrimmage them every year. We never play them in a game, and now this year will be the first year it'll be a game. It'll be interesting. I don't know much about the boys' program. It'll be interesting to see them come in the league and, and see how that all unfolds. Be first and 10 for Arlington, and it'll be a dive play right up the middle for Russell. He'll gain about five. And Yeah, Elmwood was down a little bit last year, but uh, but Cade Lentz, you've seen how big he is. He's their point guard. Is he? Okay. So, he, yeah, he's... He's a nice player. 
That's good. I mean, Arlington's got a nice basketball program, too. I mean, like I said, oh, Coach Vermillion's pretty have, sacred. We nine, have so. one of the best players in Arlington history sitting right in front of us. <laughs> yeah, Jared Vermillion is right in front of us. A shout-out to him. Um, he's back in the neighborhood here. He's helping out the boys' program right now as a coach. Yes, he is. It'll be second down and six. So it's only oh. going to be a dive play for about one that time. Scoring 1,000 points ain't that easy. Ain't that hard, Lance. I think I scored about 500. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Not through counting. very good, very good player for Arlington for sure. And uh, it's nice to have him on the staff with his with his dad. They do a phenomenal job on the boys' side, really second to none in the BBC for sure. So looks like Arlington will let the clock run to the end of this third quarter. And that's exactly what it'll be. 30 to nothing, your score. Arlington will lead over Elmwood through three. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll get your fours up. We'll come back to start the fourth quarter. Here from Doncaster Field, you're listening to High School Football and Colaskis 96.7 WBVI. Summer sale down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. Our Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tippin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. Back we are here from Dockhouse Field here at Arlington as we're about to start the fourth quarter of action. 30 to nothing injuries who are Arlington with the lead and with possession of the football third and five. Coming up for the Red Devils, Lance Moore, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online. WBVI. Zod comedy third and five for Arlington from their own 42. Haycock under center. He'll keep it himself and go right up the middle. Won't quite get the first down, but he will gain a little chunk of yards, bring up fourth down. Yeah, it's interesting. He's like a QB sneak on third and five. Um, interesting call. I'll be looking for the Red Devils to maybe try to get a backup quarterback in there for, you know, a series here. Maybe a backup running back or backup lineman. Try to mix someone in here. Get some experience say, while do, you do can. They, do they have enough depth? depth to do that yeah i mean hey if something if a mouthpiece or a helmet a malfunction you need to have someone else that can go in there and take a snap this is a good time to try that out you know try that out with the starting runs back try that out with the starting line i think this is a good time to do it with running clock these fourth quarters fly Damn, back to punt it away it's a very good punt but might have been too strong of a punt no it was a perfect punt right inside the five yard line down at about the four Wow, Mason Cavney is one of the best punters in the league, and it's he's been feel doing like, it. You, feel like you said, were, said, yeah. feel like said this last week, but what a day for the Cavaniers. I, I mean, Mason just continues to punt the ball very well. It's uh, a number 75 back there punting. You don't see it very often, but he has a nice leg with a left foot, and just he has got good touch inside the 20. I've seen him do and it. And you here don't for want to get a soccer program. <laughs> nope. Well, not, I said I didn't want that. I just <laughs> was making soccer references. I don't even know why. I just yeah, neither do I. That's why I keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it'll be first and ten from the three for Elmwood as we get down to under 11 minutes left to go in this one. 30 to nothing is your score. 
See Parsons back there in the shotgun. He'll hand it off. Right on a little dive play. Not too much doing that time for Elmwood. Did see a nice, uh, nice push there from, I believe it was Behringer, as I think he got a pancake that time. Yeah, they maybe got a yard, it looks like. Not much going. Still, Arlington still seems to have their defense in there looking for this shutout. Second down and nine, so only a gain of one that time for Elmwood. They'll get to the four-yard line now. Second down and nine, and now they'll get things in motion. Parsons back there in the shotgun. He'll take the snap, he'll hand it off left side, trying to get upfield, but not much doing on the handoff to Ziegler. As some Arlington coaches were calling for a safety, they did end up losing a few yards though. Yeah, it's always risky down here inside your own end zone when you're in the shotgun. I haven't seen Elmwood go under the center at all. When you're when you're down here, it's just risky. You gotta get the snap, you gotta get the, you gotta keep the penetration. It's just that two more seconds, you gotta hold that block. It's, it's a lot on the lineman. Third down and 12 now for Elmwood as we get down under nine and a half to go. Parsons in the gun. They'll roll to his right. He'll look to throw as that is going to be caught on the far side of the field. Not going to be quite a first down, but that one is going to be caught. That's going to be Soleric on the grab, but we'll bring up fourth down and be forced to punt away from the end zone. I do think there's a flag out there too as Coach McGrain is calling for a safety and it will be holding against Elmwood don't know how much room they really have to go back I was just going to say you're shaking the words out of their mouth yeah, I think they're, says, they're, they says they're marking it I think at the one if you hold in the end zone that's why their Arlington players are wanting a safety so now it will again be third down because of the penalty Third and 12 as they are back at about the one. Still third down, that's why was I thinking it was fourth down? Because the penalty? Just because of the penalty, yeah. Okay, I okay. guess I'm using my fingers and toes here to try to count. I thought this was fourth down. Okay. Had there not been a penalty, it would have been. That wouldn't might the, be. Would the Red Devils decline that? You, uh, I think maybe it's just they would rather try and get a safety if they can. Okay, okay. You get what I'm getting at, right? We're both on the... Count. Yeah, we do. Uh, do are, are going to have a timeout taken with 8.27 remaining. Is third and 13 as they are at the one. So I think, yeah, it's just give your team a chance at a safety. If not, then you have a team punting from probably the very back of the end zone anyhow. Okay. Hey, if you say so. I, I think you just decline it, let them go fourth and long here on the three or four and see well, if they'll punt it. I'm going to bring this up every chance I get. You're the one that's closer with Coach McGrain, so... Now I got two things to bring up Coach McGrain. Got it. He's going to be in a good mood. Yeah, At least you have that going for you. That's true. He will be in a good mood, I assume. But his moods, he's, he's pretty even keel all the time if you've met him. So he's he doesn't get too high. He, he is, but well. I imagine last Friday was not the best of meetings. No, it wasn't. No <laughs> one was feeling very good after that one. Nobody was feeling very good after that. Now we're just about ready to go following the timeout as we get down to under eight and a half left to go here in this one. 30 to nothing, your score. Arlington, the lead on Elmwood. Elmwood with the ball at the back line of their end zone. It's third and 13 from the one. 
Parsons going to drop back, look to throw. He's going to roll to his right. He'll fling it down the field as I think that's intercepted. And yes, it in fact is. Taking that one away will be Max Jolliffe. And just like that, Arlington will take over pretty deep in Elmwood territory. So you ask why you go, for, you don't uh, let it go to fourth down. There's, there's your reasoning. Well, great play by Jolliffe. He was go, went up and got that. He, was, he looked like he was the wide receiver on that one by Jolliffe. I mean, just Arlington's bringing the house. They had Wikes on that same blitz that was successful last possession. The pressure was crazy. Right up the middle, he tried to bounce it out and just threw it up for grabs. He had no choice. So it'll be first and 10 from the 20. So another good starting field position for the Arlington Red Devils. Do see a few, few linemen have rotated in now. As still say Heacock in there at quarterback. He'll hand it off to Caden Russell. And he was one defender away from walking into the end zone, but he'll be stopped after a gain of about seven. Yeah, I think you're right. It looks like they have a couple of offensive linemen. So it's, it's good to get those guys in there, even with the first group, and just blend them because you just never know when things things arise. Just like last week with Cavani getting hurt at halfback, you just never know. It's good to get those kids in experience in a real-life varsity, uh, varsity football game. Got me saying basketball and soccer. This is on you, Lance. Come on. It's never my fault. You can't make that on me. I'm not telling you what words to say. That can't be my fault. I can't, I can't blame myself. Uh, second down and four for Arlington from the Elmwood 14. Haycock, another handoff and walking into the end zone. Will, in fact, be Caden Russell for another Arlington touchdown. Arlington's got their foot on the pedal. They are not letting up. They're, they're driving straight down that freeway, just really pushing this game away. Surprising they still got the starting offense on the field, but I'm they're going to get better. going to take a wild guess that that's their last drive on the field as a full first-team offensive unit. I mean, you don't see it often, someone untouched from the, or the 16 or 17, but it was just the same play. That I was just run many times tonight was a dive option, and no one touched Caden Russell. He shot right up the seam. As that PAT might have been partially blocked because it's going to be no good. So the score will remain 36 to nothing with 6.08 left to go here. In the fourth quarter, we'll go ahead step aside for a quick timeout. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. My mom always said, if there's dust, then make the most of it. Learn the alphabet. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show. Don't mind the dust at Morgan Advanced Materials because they're making some pretty cool stuff for some really cool markets. Morgan Advanced Materials makes products that go into space, into the semiconductor industry, and in wind turbines. Now that's pretty cool. Join their team. Apply at MorganAdvancedMaterials.com, where they're making this world a pretty cool place. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go, NWO. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash goodvibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. 
back. We are to resume action here. Arlington taking on Elmwood. It has been all Arlington thus far in this one. 36 to nothing is your score as we'll get under six minutes left to go here in this one. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here for Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI online. WBBI.com to be returnable for Ziggler. He's got a nice little head of steam as he'll run into the Arlington front line right past the 30-yard line. That's where we'll see the Elmwood offense get back onto the field with now under 535. All left to go here in this fourth quarter. We talked about it a little bit in the first half, but you know, Jimmy, we were certainly not expecting a, an Arlington blowout to say the least, even though it has been all Arlington here thus far. Yeah, I think Elmwood was just a little shocked that things didn't go way, their way early, and I just they haven't gotten the fight. You saw a little bit of fight from them. They just, they just don't have their leader. I think fully healthy. They just don't seem to have the weapons offensively to to move the ball against this Red Devil defense, which I thought they'd be able to move it a little bit, and they just haven't. And then their defense hasn't been helpful. Just impressive by Arlington really tonight. Credit goes to them. So this will be blown dead. I feel like it's a combination of maybe two things. Arlington's a little better than we think. And maybe Elmwood's not as good as we maybe think is maybe what it looks like to me tonight. And everyone's still feeling each other out. When they play those first two non-conference games, you don't know with those crossovers how good these teams are. Right. And you start guessing and, and speculating. And now things are going to start you, falling in You in guessed place. right that Elmwood was going to beat Riverdale. You, you were right that. there. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, like I said, it's not a bad Elmwood team. I think Arlington's just first home game. I think they just came out really sharp this tonight and just really – didn't make very many mistakes. Second straight penalty, second straight false start against Elmwood. So you, we talked before, most penalized team in the BBC, and we'll see back-to-back -back penalties there. Yeah, Elmwood hasn't hasn't looked very sharp tonight. Um, but I mean, Arlington has. I mean, besides Haycock's interception early, they haven't made very many mistakes, and they haven't been stopped. And their defense has just been ball hawking and and making open field. They're just impressive from Arlington really tonight. As now we get all the way under four minutes now left to go after we haven't even ran a play since the kickoff just because of the running clock with a few penalties against Elmwood. It'll be first and 20. We'll be back at the 21-yard line. Pearson Parsons in the shotgun. He'll hand it off up the middle. This little head of steam looks like Traxler that time. He'll get a chunk of those penalty yards back. It'll be stopped at about the 27. Looks like Arlington does have some subs in there on defense moving in. I will be surprised if Arlington gets to come back on offense. I saw the backup Braylon Rucker quarterback warming up, but the, the clock really goes so fast with this running clock. I'll be surprised if Arlington gets it back. Second and 15 for Elmwood from the 27. They'll hand it off again, this time for Ziegler. And the freshman's going to get in the field. He's got a first down and some more as he is into the open field. He'll be brought down. Alvin Willow on the stop among a few others for Arlington as that'll be the biggest play by far for Elmwood so far as they'll get into Arlington territory truly for the first time. Yeah, nice run by number 34 for Elmwood. Um, Lucas McElroy and, um, like you said, Willow to bring him down to save the touchdown. I thought he had broke that one all the way. First and 10 from the 34, Elmwood. Parsons, a delayed handoff to Mitchell Oliver. First time we've seen him in a while. We're going to flag come in, probably for holding against Elmwood based on the spot of that flag. Yeah, it looks like Logan Dieter shot in there. You know, um, it's a backup defensive lineman getting in there, mixing it up. I'm looks like Elmwood's still got a lot of their players out there. They're, 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 they're fighting. They're going to try to get six on the board here, try to get some momentum going into next week. But, you know, the Red Devil defense got some backups out there still, still fighting. Doesn't get any easier for Elmwood next week. They play Liberty Benton. 
would expect more of the same next week. I'm not sure of who Arlington plays next week. You'd think I would. That's, I that's would think me. you would. That, that is, is entirely on, on you. That is so on me. I agree. I think it's one of those random not BBC schools that we play. I think you're right Toledo, in that regard. Someone, some team I've never seen us play before. Arlington play. First and 20 after the penalty, they again hand it to Mitchell Oliver, and Calvin Willow will attempt to throw him to the ground. He's still up and moving, as finally he's going to be brought down. As that time again, Mitchell Oliver on the carry as he gains some of those penalty yards back. It'll still bring up third and long, as we're going to get all the way under 90 seconds remaining. 36 nothing is your score. Arlington the lead, and looks like Elmwood will just run out the remainder of the clock. Now, Calvin Willow had him, just arm tackled, spun him around, and he just kept on going. So it was a good, good job of Calvin coming up to make a play, and then the running back just kept his feet going forward. So down in 13 from the 33 for Parsons and Elmwood. He'll drop back, he'll look to throw, he'll pump fake. He'll look for it all, and that's going to be incomplete as he caught it, but they're going to say he ran out of real estate on the far side of the field. Yeah, they caught number 14, McElroy, looking in the backfield on the hitch and go on the short side, and just quarterback threw just a touch wide. Looked like it was close to being inbounds, but incomplete. So we're down now to just 40 seconds remaining in this one. Third and 13 for Elmwood. Clock, of course, continues to run with the running clock rule. So at this rate, only really have time for one more play. Third and 13. See Elmwood spread things out with two receivers out to each side. Parsons going to drop back and look to throw. He'll look to the near side as that's going to be incomplete as he was looking for Gavin Solaric on the near side. And bring up fourth down, but we are down to just five seconds remaining. And that is going to end up doing it a 36 to nothing win, an impressive win for this Arlington team as they'll get back to 500. Yeah, just a dominant, impressive performance from the Red Devils. Just weird to see a game in on an incomplete pass running the clock out. It's reminded me of a basketball game. I've seen it in like at a free throw. I don't know if you've seen that with running clock. Oh, this yeah. will be shooting a free throw at the end of those call the game. And so there's weird new rules to try to keep the competitive balance and keep kids from, you know, keep kids healthy and, and keep the blowouts under control here in high school with unbalanced teams. Well, even though I think, I think, I, I know Bart talked about it in week one, I think. Perkins scored 80 points, even with the running clock. <laughs> that's that's got to be hard to do. you got to be scoring almost every time you... Or you put them, yeah, I agree. Because they don't start running clock till second half, right? Correct. So you can score 50, 60. Theoretically, yeah, you can roll it up in the first yeah. half. But again, that'll do it for this one. 36 nothing. your final. Arlington the win over Elmwood. We'll go ahead and put us out for a quick timeout, then come back and wrap this one up here. From Arlington, you've been listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. 
Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Back we are here from Arlington to wrap this one up. 36 to nothing, your score. Arlington getting the win tonight in decisive fashion over Elmwood. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nicholson here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. And one of, uh, one of Matt's favorite uh, things to say when you ask him a question about a game is when it's, uh, when it's a score like this. Yeah, it was a great game. Then there was kickoff. <laughs> and that's pretty much what we had because really it was a garbage time play with the Elmwood's freshman running back that was their biggest play offensively aside from that it was Arlington's defense being imposing and the Arlington offense able to create the space they needed for those uh for those big runs time after time yeah looking back on it I mean maybe Oliver at quarterback was the best offense for them he was at least making people miss and getting a few yards here or there just every time they got something going Elmwood just seemed to shoot themselves in the foot they would snap over the head they'd throw an interception they'd you know 
it just, just could not get anything going. I mean, credit to the to Coach Embody's defense from, for Arlington. They were just all over the place. They didn't make very many mistakes. They kept everything in front of them and um, really tackled well tonight. Just had a great game plan, both offensively and defensively. I don't know what the total yards were, but it was really had to be big-time favoring the Red Devils. Yeah, definitely a lot of positives to look at for the Arlington side, even though they probably had too many penalties. That's probably one of the things that uh, Coach McGrain would uh, tell you once you uh, once you get to talk with him in well, a little say, bit. Lance, you sound like the coach there if you're going to nitpick on something. There. I know. It's, a, it's completely <laughs> nitpicking. I, I completely say that on the front end. Yeah, I, say, I, mean, that, I mean, this is just something for Arlington to feel good about. Like I said, their first home game. I know you guys brought that up last week, the three away games in a row. Um, you know, tough opponents for the Red Devils as well. Not an easy start to come home and take care of business here on, at Doc Caster Field was, was impressive and good good first way to welcome Elmwood to the BBC on the Red Devils' part um, and just a great win. I mean, I, th I think what I learned tonight is Arlington's a little bit better than I even thought and uh, Elmwood is just gonna, probably going to fall in the middle of the pack of the BBC from what I've seen. Um, it's going to be Elmwood and then looks like it's Arlington, Liberty Benton, Pandora, and then might just be everybody else so that's pretty much all we have with uh with what we saw tonight uh, again we're gonna give our uh, player of the game here it'll be uh, aiden Cavani, the sophomore running back who even in limited time was able to score three touchdowns was one of the best athletes on the field far and away as a sophomore and he he certainly he certainly had uh, had a game worthy of being our player of the game Yes, I mean he just he looks different out there when he gets the ball, and there's, there's no there's no denying that when he gets in the open for open field, there's not a lot of people that can bring him down. Like I said, he's a he's a 190 pound running back that runs really fast as well. I was gonna so say he, look, he, yeah, he looks a little quicker than that. He's deceiving, and in, in the DBs, a lot of times you're looking at a 150 pound corner or, or safety, and and the, he's hard to bring down, and he's um, he's a special running back, and he showed it tonight. So Aiden Cavani will be our Friggers player of the game. Pick up from the Caro window, dine-in or give delivery through DoorDash. Those daily specials are, of course, dine-in only. Download the Friggers app. Find them online at Frickers.com. So, again, 36-0, your final Arlington, the win over Elmwood. Any uh, any closing thoughts for you, Jimmy? No, it's a great, great win. I mean, Lance, I thought Elaborating you, I, is not a closing thought. I thought you were going to pick a great game, but also it was just it was great closing thought i mean awesome win for coach McGrain. they deserve it and um that's kind of it's going to be a thing for elmwood here like this seems like they need to i could still see their coaches out there talking to their players this is a defining moment maybe for them is like which way a team goes when you get demoralized almost as they did tonight how are they going to respond and again doesn't get easier they play liberty benton next week it's not great with you <laughs> i agree i agree but i'm sure on the back end there they'll, they'll get some games in the, in the bbc that they could compete at I mean, like I said, it's, it's the top two or three teams in the BBC. I think Elmwood can compete with just about everybody else in the league. That'll just about to do it for us here today. Of course, stay tuned in for the NWO Orthopedics scoreboard show here in a little bit as Martin Trayvon will recap all the games from around the area. And a big thanks, of course, to Bart Wilson back at Tri-County Broadcasting Studios, pushing all the buttons and doing, of course, the Lawrence work for my broadcast partner, Jimmy Nicholson. This is Lance Morris signing off here from Arlington. A 36-0 win for Arlington tonight over Elmwood. You've been listening to BBC Football here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Thanks for dropping in. Catch you in the next one. What time is it? <laughs>
Sadly, we're out of time. Yes, you've been listening to High School Football right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. And it's been brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit. MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Campus Poly Eyes, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us again next time for another great matchup of high school football. A production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.